And by having strong men, you'll find a strong woman. The universe is not completed without the sun, moon, and stars. All right, Mutiny Radio, it's 6 o'clock. It's time for the Joke Workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm and .sf. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, and we're here with comics. And it's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm really excited. And we're going to give comments and pay attention to each other. Remember how the Joke Workshop works. We take notes and pay attention, and you have four-minute sets. You'll hear the horn at three. That means wrap it up, and then we'll do four minutes of comments on the first couple comedians. And actually, if you want comments, you know, let us know, and uh, we have time today, and we'll get it done. All right, your first comedian of the night. I'm so excited that he's here. Put your hands together, everybody, for Chris Beasley. Yay! Yeah. Oh, man, I'm, I'm trying to deal with how words mean different things to different people. Like, if a guy says, hey, girl, I want to have fun, he's trying to fuck. But if a girl says, hey, I want to have fun, she's trying to make you do a bunch of work. My wife says, hey, let's have a picnic. It'll be fun. Just go to Target, buy us drinks, sandwiches. How about you get some chocolate, flowers, a wicker basket? You know what? How about you hand make the basket, knit a blanket, buy some land, and plow it? It'll be fun. It's like, what? No, my wife just wants to do an adventure. I'm 30. I want to have Advil. That's it. Nothing else. It's crazy. Every time a girl says fun, a bank teller dies. Hey, yo, run the money. My girl has a day off. It's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I feel like my wife, every time she's like, you know what? Let's have fun. Um, let me see. Lost it. Oh, yeah. My wife is white, and so she always trying to do white people shit. I can't do that anymore, all right? My wife's like, let's go bungee jumping. You mean you want to tie a rope to a black man, drop him, make him hang, and then have him pay for it? <laughs> Hell no, nah, that's racist. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that at all. My man, have you ever had a girl make you fund your own hate crime? Have you ever? No? Yeah, it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's like my wife's like, hey, how about we mountain climb? How about you mount me? What about that? Have you thought of that? Let's go hiking. No one wants to go hiking. Is this the X games? Keep playing these games. You're going to end up my ex. That's how I feel. This is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Let's go bike riding. We're getting there is half the fun. Getting there is half the fun only applies to orgasms. Okay? It's like, come on. If I'm doing all this work, what time am I getting off? That's all I care about. That's it. It's very frustrating. Very frustrating. I don't know. I, I, I just, uh, let's see, there's another one in there. Can I have fun work? Can't think of it right now. Fuck it. Um, it's springtime. Spring is here. Um, springtime used to mean I'd go to do some spring break shit. Now that I'm married, I can't afford a trip to Target or anything. It's very painful. Uh, back in the day, though, man, I used to take trips to Florida. Good times. Took my ex to the beach one time. Have you heard the saying, don't? Bring sand to the beach? It's more like, don't bring that beach to the beach, because she was beaching. It's ridiculous. She got mad because I was flirting with this Cuban beach. So she started making out with this Antonio Banderas-looking dude. He was cute. It was an upgrade. She did well. It was uncomfortable. I couldn't say anything because he was attractive. So I was like, hey, at least you're not making out with his Holdor friend. I like saying Holdor because I can't use the R word anymore, but you get it. You get it. Everybody can envision Holdor. 
Which then makes me realize anytime someone says, hey, Chris, you look like um, Floyd Mayweather. I'm like, oh, you're saying I look like an uppity nigga. Okay, that's I, it's accurate. It's accurate. I was really uncomfortable, though. Um, after I said that to Hodor, he beat me up. He had Hodor strength. Yeah. It's never fun, never fun. While your girls live in La Vida Loca, you're just getting jumped by Ricky Martin and his friends. I've never been more racist than when I had to fight a bunch of people and look around and there was no black people there. And then every black person I saw after that, I was like, where were you? And they like, I don't know you, dude. I don't. Very strange. All right, thank y'all so much. That's my time. Chris Beasley, everyone. Yay. So there's my phone up there if you have comments. I would start with the white people, let them know that, let everybody know that your wife is white and the white people shit. And then I would do the adventure Advil joke mm. after the bungee jumping hanging because then it gives you a reason to talk about why you hurt because you've just been hung. So you need some fucking mm. Advil after this adventure. So I just flipped that, but the joke is so well written. And um, in that half the fun orgasm, smiley face, so funny. Mm. And all your material is there. I think it's just tempo and pauses like right before mount me like there were so many punchlines. Mm. i don't want to climb a mountain i want her to mount me but if you slowed it down and gave some pauses in between you'll get like a big because you're the writing is like really you've you have so many punchlines in there that was like thank you thank you you know other uh, comments uh yeah i thought that was really really funny um i loved the that whole sp sprawling like mountain climb x games all of that uh, what time am I getting off? Beautiful punchlines. Uh, I think you had an opportunity there that might be fun where instead of saying like, you want me to mount and climb, when are you gonna mount me? Be like, I want you to mount and climb. Mm. Yeah, that could be a fun thing to play with. Um, and then with the spring break shit, mm -hmm. I feel like, I don't know if this is what you were trying to get at, but it was kind of close to that for me. Um, when you were talking about like, can't afford a trip to Target or anything, mm -hmm. it almost felt like an opportunity to undermine, like I can't do spring break shit. You think of like extravagant, like beach party shit. Mm -hmm. Maybe the spring break shit you were doing was something cheap, like just going to Target. Mm, okay. So just yeah, that could be that. like a fun opportunity to challenge Subvert expectations. Speak, yeah, yeah mm -hmm. exactly. Uh, but great job. Thank you, thank you. Uh, when you, you talk a lot about Hodor, maybe something you can put in is how he was carrying your ex-girlfriend all around the beach. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's good. Ah. Carrying dead weight, 100%. <laughs> everything was great, and everything what everybody else is saying is I agree with. I just wanted to add that when you said Bank Teller dies, I, <laughs> I love that. Okay. <laughs> Teller dies is good. And um, I don't know if it's somebody says, when you said, what time am I getting off? Mm -hmm. Did you mean that to be a pun? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you said that? Okay. okay. That Perfect. Thank you. Thank y'all. Awesome. Thank Close you. Put your hands together, Chris Beasley. Yay. Yay. That's the way the joke works up, works. All right. Your next comedian. Put your hands together for Nick Holkey. Yay. Oh wow! Again, that, I don't know if that song matched me, but I liked, <laughs> I liked it. Yes, so I have not had sex in a while, and kind of gets to the point where it's a little dangerous for you all, for like society. You know, like the other day, I accidentally called my journal my manifesto. 
That's concerning. Might have to turn myself in soon. Because white guys, we don't, we don't go out quietly. Right? We, don't, we don't do like pills in a motel room. White men treat suicide how white women treat their birthdays. It's like, oh my god, it's my suicide weekend. Invite everyone you know. I got us a penthouse in Vegas that overlooks the concert. <laughs> I think that's why they don't use uh, male names for hurricanes. Because Hurricane Irene is bad, but Hurricane Paul is a storm of bullets. Thanks. So those are the only jokes I have written. Um, I, always, I always try to write about when I was in a fraternity, because I think there's funny stuff there, but it's always so douchey I can't figure it out. So I'm just going to talk about it now and hope that I find the funny within the douche. So tales of a frat boy. Um, I know, so it starts with rushing. I don't know. It's just like you're trying to figure out what fraternity you're going to join. And so just like speed dating a bunch of frat boys. I got roofied 17 times. And uh, what happens next? Then there's just a bunch of drinking, bunch of hazing. Let's see. We used to do something called nines, which was nine beers before 9 a.m. I actually really like that. There's something, just being that drunk that early. It was always for a philanthropy event. It'd be like a sorority was putting on a game of kickball and everyone gave money, ostensibly for children, but really it was just to black out and, <laughs> I don't know, just do whatever we were doing. Mm. That's how I got into Coke was fraternities because you're drinking all day. See, I actually never liked Coke. I, I hated the way it made me feel, but if I got like drunk enough, it just, it brings you back to life, oddly enough, for people that haven't done Coke. I remember hearing that at first, but it like sobers you up. But so it was just like a performance enhancing drug until it wasn't. Your dick doesn't work if you do Coke. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's all I can think of. Thanks. Tales of a Frat Boy from Nick Holke. Yay. Well, you should definitely mine that for, for material because it's all very funny. Um, the whole um, no sex equals suicide, like you got there, but you didn't tell us you were getting there. And I don't know if I liked it where it was oblique and I wasn't sure where you were going or if I wanted you to like somehow say like i haven't had sex in a long time and i'm like gonna kill myself or something so that we okay. knew that there was that that was the direction it was going or not i mean you did fine without it so i don't know um and then is there a wider name than pa hurricane paul like maybe hurricane yeah. chad or her i don't know white guy in cell name i don't know i think that little brainstorm something wider than paul um and then you said speed dating, which I think gives you a good opportunity to go into drug j jokes because you said speed dating and then roofied. Mm, so okay. speed dating with meth or you have to speed date because everyone drinks so much that you have to stay awake. Maybe or I don't know. Maybe there's a meth joke in there somewhere. Um, yeah. And then at the end, that Coke 
that makes you have no sex that brings you right back around to suicide. Okay, yeah. Because <laughs> you can't. I've done so much coke and my dick doesn't work and I want to kill myself again. Ah! But um, inter- entertaining stuff, good stuff to mine. Hey. Um, uh, awesome set. Oh, there's someone else. No, go ahead. Go okay, ahead. cool. Uh, awesome set. Let's see you around. Um, I don't know if it might just go quicker on the to do like tropical storm, bullet storm. Yeah. That might just flow mm. a little quicker. But yeah, okay. awesome set. Let's see you. Thanks. Yeah, it was fun to see you writing on stage. That's that's cool. You did a good job. Um, I think with the first joke, you build a lot of tension with like, especially like suicide talk, and you need to find a way to like pay that off. Okay. Um, and maybe it's some kind of status flip or something that makes people because people are gonna kind of like feel bad for you and like worry about mm. you a little bit. So okay. you need to find a way to flip that somehow. Okay. Um, and and make it okay for the audience. Right. So maybe check out like people who talk about like mental health and like suicidal ideation and stuff and just kind of see how they do that. Okay. Um, the fraternity stuff I think is definitely rich. I was in a sorority, so okay. I relate to this. Um, I'm curious like who you were in your fraternity. That might be fun. Like if you were someone, where, did you fit in or were you an outcast in some way? Was there something that like didn't make sense about being in a fraternity for you? I think that I think, yeah, could all be the fun above to play there. With. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I loved the roofie joke. I think you should talk more about hazing because that's an aspect of Greek life that people are really interested in. Okay. And it's really funny and fucked up. Okay. Um, so definitely like tell us about your hazing process, like write more about that. Um, and when you're getting into the like philanthropy shit, I think that's a wonderful example of why Greek life is very funny, like drinking for children. Right. Um, and I think you could you could really play with like puns there, like blacking out for black lives, something like okay, that, like yeah, find yeah. causes and then like shit you were doing to your brain. Thank you. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. And I would just add um, nines, the nines thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe list other nine things or okay. things of, in nine yeah. that you did. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nine, nine cats. <laughs> uh, one thing you can play around with the blacking out thing is like you can compare blackout to no electricity for someone, some kid in Africa. Okay, with the philanthropy yeah. stuff. And like when you say speed dating different frats, you can talk about like each frat is supposed to be associated with a drug. Like one frat is for meth, one frat is for opioids. Okay. Or like describe different frats, how they can be funny. Okay, cool. Last comment. Uh, and then for the uh, douchey frat stuff, it was really funny to hear you say how much you thought it was douchey and then be like, oh, and uh, I like that part. <laughs> and so like, just going through each piece and be like, this is just so bad. Oh, but that was fun. And just, <laughs> okay. turns out you're the douche that yeah, yeah, you yeah. hate or something like that. Thanks. I like that. Put your hands together, everybody, for Nick Holkey. Yay! And also for his haircut. See, he got the memo too. Last night, last night at Punchline, I was like, did everyone get the memo? Like, everyone had their beard all changed and their hair was cut. Like, seven comics. He's the eighth one I've seen, like, in two days. I'm like, why did everybody get their hair cut on the same day? Your next comedian, speaking of cool hair, uh, put your hands together for Sarah Rainey. Yay! That was actually a perfect intro because I'm going to talk about how I'm not as fun as I look. I know it looks like I do a lot of drugs, and I do, uh, but like not in a fun way. <laughs> like when I do drugs, it's to bribe myself to do things that are good for me. Um, like I smoke a lot of weed to make myself exercise. It's actually really great, like the combo of endorphins and THC. Oh, um, I First time I did LSD, I got my finances together. 
twice a week I go to work a little bit on mushrooms uh, because it makes me better at my job. <laughs> uh, so yeah, people are like, when I was a kid, they were like, when you do drugs, your life will fall apart, but drugs are what's holding my life together. <laughs> what I'm saying is I am a raisinette. I, uh, I look fun on the outside, but on the inside I am a withered old grape here to ruin a good time. <laughs> the, uh, the only time my outside matches my inside is when I've spent too much time in a pool. Can I be vulnerable with you guys for a sec? Yeah, thank you. Um, I loved the pandemic. I loved it. Not all the death, obviously, um, but the alone time? I am an introvert who got given a perfect excuse to spend all of my time at home. Like, I had a point where I had to be like, did I wish this? You know, and a genie popped out and was like, should have been more specific. I, uh, <laughs> what else? I fucking lost that. Uh, yeah, I was so happy to be alone for six weeks. <laughs> and then my brain was like, uh-oh. Because there's only so long that you can be alone in 400 square feet before you start to lose your mind a little bit. Um, they started doing wellness checks at my work. Uh, our HR manager was like, how are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm good. I have two different candles. I have one for work and one for home. And at least that way the smell is different. <laughs> and she was like, that's a great tip. And then she made me share it with the entire office. <laughs> It was so embarrassing. It's like using a Band-Aid when you need a lobotomy. <laughs> uh, so I started working on myself, specifically my ass. Thank you. That was my quarantine project. Some people made bread, I made cake. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know if some of you knew me before the pandemic, but I lost 70 pounds. <laughs> yeah, uh, mostly in my tits. <laughs> Turns out all I needed to finally achieve my fitness goals was absolutely nothing else to do. <laughs> it was a great time. What else we got here? I can remember jokes. Boom. I write on stage too. <laughs> my weight loss secret was a desperate need for serotonin. I, uh, <laughs> I've actually spent most of my life in a fat body, so there's been a little bit of a learning curve. It's like when you reorganize your closet and then suddenly nothing is where you left it. Like, my tits are six inches lower. <laughs> I, uh, I have no idea what my body looks like. I bought a puffy coat and was instantly convinced I gained all of the weight back. I'm so cold, you guys. I stopped shaving my legs, not for feminism, but for survival. <laughs> Which is great, because I have the male gaze to keep me warm. <laughs> oh, my god. Uh, overall, though, life is so much easier as a thin person. Like, dating's easier. Now, when a guy doesn't like me, I know that it's my personality. <laughs> Eating jeans, or eating jeans? Eating donuts in public? Totally cool now. I, uh, I can buy jeans without going into an existential despair. <laughs> Last week at this mic, I broke a chair and I was like, oh, that's the chair's fault. <laughs> Nobody is more proud of me, though, than my dentist, the doctor in charge of the one part of my body that hasn't changed. <laughs> I went to see him recently and he was like, the boys must be all over you. I know, which is great to hear, though, because, uh, you know, if a woman gets hot and no one's around to see it, is she even an object? <laughs> uh, he was, <laughs> uh, it got a little too far when he was, oh, I was like, there's been a lot of competition to fill this cavity. <laughs> it did go a little too far when he started talking about implants. I was like, teeth are up here, buddy. 
All right, that's what I've got for you. Thank you. Sarah Rainey, Oh, my God, that was so great. It was so full of amazing punchlines and so Yay. funny and Thank wonderful and, and drugs. And the only thing I can think to add, because the bread cake thing was so great, too, and you had so many punchlines in there, and you're just so personable and lovely. The only thing I can think to add is that this is your brain on drugs. This is my brain on drugs. Ooh, I love kind that. Kind of joke from yeah. the night, whatever it was, the eggs or something. I think there's an opportunity because. Totally. Cool. But everything else was like, oh my God, this is all great. Wow. Oh, thank you. Uh, I was going to say for like the, the, you said doing mushrooms like twice a week. You said that it makes it better for your job. I was, you should like, you could just tell us what your job is. And you yeah. Like, I, I'm a therapist. Or like, <laughs> like just, you could be like, I work for the planning department. I'm an art director. Shit. Is that still funny? I, I think you should just do it where it's like you are like you need to be really on point with some shit and yeah. it's like no you don't yeah okay it's fine. and then the thing about like losing the weight in your tits yeah I mean this is also because I'm a cancer survivor so I was just thinking like who knew I just needed breast cancer or like like that, which is kind of fucked up but like you shouldn't use it I think about it you yeah, probably shouldn't use that don't use that me. never mind <laughs> never mind all right good Thank shit you, though. though good shit. Hey, awesome set. Um, there might be an opportunity when you're like learning curve or learning lack of curves because you lost all oh, the Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I had to flatten oh, the, the curve all master. of them, Joe. Yeah. God, God, puts it down. <laughs> and then uh, I felt like <laughs> there was an opportunity for um, if drugs are helping you, then like healthy things hurting you. Like, but when I drink water, I'm a bitch or something. Oh, yeah. Just playing with that. And then um, also, if you were in pandemic and after six weeks you weren't happy, you went through all your drugs or something like that. Yeah, yeah. To where life got worse. That's awesome. Thank you. Clap your hands together, everybody. Great set for Sarah Rainey. Move right along. Your next comedian had a really great set last, and I don't mean to sound so surprised, but uh, at that was kind of a dick move of me right there. But he did. He had a really great set last night at Grant and Green uh, in front of real people, and I was laughing at a bunch of his punchlines that he's worked out here in the joke workshop, so I'm glad it works. Clap your hands together for D- Deponchu Ja. This is the first time you mispronounced my name. You, you had been doing file all this while. So yeah, I've been sober for a year now from sex. (laughs) Yeah, I know all of you are thinking that it shouldn't be that difficult for him. He's pretty tall, looks kind of decent, has the confidence to go up on stage. But it doesn't help if there's a pandemic going on and my zodiac sign is incel with, (laughs) with Indian accent rising. I was really excited when they came out with the vaccine. Uh, I was hoping that everyone would come out, people would start dating again. Uh, We were promised the hot girl summer. Some girls even lost their weight. (laughs) But uh, I had a very weird side effect from the vaccine. I can feel my hymen coming back. (laughs) Yeah, and now with my new and reformed hymen, whenever I go to a club over here I can easily see the dating hierarchy like hot white guys are with hot white girls white guys with bad game are with Asians and brown guys are just waiting for the girl to make a mistake every weekend I'm just hoping I would be someone's biggest life disappointment I have a dream that I would be someone's reason to quit alcohol like It would be their first Alcoholics Anonymous meeting 
and when someone would ask her so what made you quit drinking alcohol i had sex with diptanchu <laughs> it's all jokes guys please laugh <laughs> yeah and as i'm getting really close to 30 my parents are getting really concerned about my marriage indian marriages everyone knows it's the big fat indian wedding we get very loud during our marriages but i guess all of that is justified because it's a moment of great celebration two families are coming together and a brown guy finally has sex our weddings are all about the guys we dress up as an indian king in traditional indian clothes we have swords with us we ride up on a horse or an elephant to finally defeat our biggest enemy our biggest foe virginity you guys are chuckling right now but this would be the first time that we'll buy a gift for a girl and not a watch for our left hand your your weddings are short but they are weird too like do you know how ridiculous and confusing it is as an outsider to realize that the bride does not marry the best man don't call him the best man call him chuck larry scotty pippen chubaka hey do you have the uh, rings oh <laughs> the biggest question for you guys in your marriages is whether a band or a dj the biggest question for us is whether to have sex on a horse or an elephant <laughs> everyone goes with the elephant because of their size but i don't want to be competing with the elephant trunk on the wedding night yeah and uh before i leave like one thing you uh, you girls wear white in your weddings which is again very weird to me because it's a color of sadness in india <laughs> people usually wear white on funerals but i got to give this one to you it's the best color to hide cum stains <laughs> thanks guys that's my time deepanju ja yeah yay um your opener is super solid that sober line and then the sex thing um just let the audience clap cuz they will for sobriety uh-huh. and then and if they don't either way you can acknowledge it and do like a little a little something with it mm-hmm. with the audience um and it was really good i don't understand the watch joke so like jerking off like this by valentines by yourself a watch for your special someone oh is- oh okay i see your left hand okay i get it. that's why all the guys laughed cuz i was like <laughs> i was like i don't i don't get um and then i love that scotty pippen line i think that is just golden uh-huh. cuz he's the second best on the <laughs> team you know it's yeah. great if you wanted to make it um topical you could the, an- another person that was on that winning team is the coach steve kerr uh-huh. is the coach of the warriors but scotty pippen is more recognizable so yep yay other comments 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 yeah great stuff um the only thing that common i have is that uh when you s- talk about going into the clubs uh-huh. i would say enunciate white girls and white guys okay. more because when i first heard it just sitting here it sounded like some or hot girls that's what you said uh-huh. i think hot girls and hot guys and it sounded like hardware so <laughs> okay. just just be aware of that depending on who your audience is yeah. that's all yeah. otherwise great thanks
Um, yeah, that was fun. I think I think making being the reason someone quits drinking is a really fun angle, and you can play that up a little bit because uh -huh. I think. The other stuff, you, you were having a lot of stuff up until that point that was really self-deprecating. Mm -hmm. And I kind of wanted to see you have a win, even if it's like a logical fallacy, but uh -huh. just like something where, where it's like a positive thing coming out of this. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. I think that could be a really, a really fun status flip to do. Um, I love the contrast between Indian and American weddings. I think that's super interesting content. Uh -huh. And I think you could even write a few more punchlines along that. I think it's even since last week yeah. come a long way. Like mm -hmm. I think the elephant thing is really strong and the the white versus uh, red dress thing is amazing. Um, I think with the bride not marrying the best man thing, I actually didn't get it until Pam explained the Scotty Pippen thing. <laughs> so maybe there's a way to make that a little clearer for people who aren't like basketball fans. Okay. You had a, you had a second one last night. You said Scotty Pippen, and then you said another person. You had like a list of five. I you just said Chuck, Larry, Scotty Pippen, and Chewbacca. Chewbacca. Yeah. So you didn't mm -hmm. say Chewbacca tonight. I, I did. Did you? Yeah. I didn't hear it. I still didn't get it. And maybe oh, okay. that's me, but I think like, I, I didn't get that it's like this, it's the second best so, man so that Chewbacca, she's marrying. Chewbacca is also like the second fiddle. Yeah. So like everyone who is not the best. Yeah. yeah. Who's another fiddle? I think you could even yeah. have just like a line in between that and then saying examples of people yeah. that just clarifies a little bit so that people can all get that joke. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But like it's also like you're kind of saying I'm thinking about like excited. I know Scotty. Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. I know that's a documentary. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. You don't know what it is. Yeah. Thing to go back on what Sarah's saying, uh, to leave it on a positive note where you're like, Oh yeah, I'm the uh I wanna be the reason why someone keeps drinking. Like or you could be like, Oh, because of me, a lot of people quit alcohol. I'm much more effective than AA. Uh huh. Something like that. Yeah. Thanks. Clap your hands in a wild, slappy like motion for Tifanchu! All right. Hey, in the interest of time, Ajay, is it okay if we don't give you comments? Yeah. Okay, fucking sweet. Because I want to make sure Jared gets comments, because he asked for them. Put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. Ajay, yeah. I got a muscle to industrial to make a hustle. Hey, guys. What's up? How you doing? Everyone, everyone have a nice Monday? Uh, I'm thinking about buying a gun. I'm just going to get out there and say it, get ahead of it. Um, it's kind of scary, though. Buying a gun is very scary. I get, I get why people go to Walmart. It makes a lot of sense. But... Uh, did you guys know you can 3D print guns? You guys knew that? Which is weird, cause like, I had we actually had a 3D printer at my high school when I, like when I was in high school. Like I don't I don't really know why. I guess just like suss out the most powerful versions or some shit. N nobody, no. <laughs> you guys had all had 3D printers, or you guys are not virgins, or some combination of that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm just really glad that I didn't have this shit when I was in high school, cause like I can't trust myself enough to be like not a school shooter like i could have been i could have been dude if it was a 3d printed gun oh my god you like i mean that's the only like i would flex if i came into class like that i'd be like hey guys what's up and they'd be like oh my god jay where did you get that gun <laughs> i'd be like it's all good i made it <laughs> don't worry about enough for the whole class it's all good yeah um yeah i mean they're worried about these guns because they say that they're untraceable it's like dangerous they don't know where like they come from but, like, if you made your gun, I'm pretty sure you just asked the person, right? Because, like, the same, like, 
It's like they're like vegans, I'm guessing. Because it's like the same type of person that's like, you know, I'm glad this meal is farm to table. But I wish my gun was too, you know? I... Yeah, they're all they're gonna tell you. Okay, I'm, I'm not keeping that. Fuck that. Uh, uh, a little bit about me. I live with three other women. Which, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's like getting an internship and you're never gonna get the job. That's that's kind of what that's like. Yeah, yeah. I like I realized also that like living with three other women has made me like masturbate differently. I, ma I masturbate like a priest now, like quietly and usually by candlelight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is what it is, dude. Yeah, my my mom asked me like why I, why I'm doing this like not masturbating. Um, <laughs> no, she asked me why I'm living with three other women. I was like, hey, it's just practice for like an Indian Amer arranged marriage because like it's like too much hair. Not an oh yeah, fuck that up. Oh. <laughs> I was gonna say no sex, no talking, and too much hair. For, like no problem, dude. Yeah, um, yeah. Li living with three other women, I thought I would learn some new like new terms because like this is the first time I've ever done that. So the only like thing I've learned is that. You have to say seven words if you live with three other women. Like, oh my God, love that for you. I don't have enough fingers, sorry guys. Um, yeah, you have to say, you have to say that. It's it's a requirement. I'm bad at saying it because like one of my one of my roommates got a new dress and then the other roommates were like, oh damn girl, like that dress, love that for you. And I was like, oh, I want to join in. I was like, like I'll, I'll be even more like personable. I was like, oh damn. That's the third one this week, and you're still on food stamps. I'd love that for you. <laughs> Apparently, that's not what you're supposed to do. I didn't know. Who fucking knew? Yeah. Um, I'm thinking about getting a dog. I think it would be kind of nice. But uh, my brother actually got a dog recently. Uh, the dog's pretty anxious. He's like a picky eater, and he doesn't love me. I, I, I wonder where he gets that from. <laughs> probably just good instincts. I don't know. Yeah, but I feel like if I got a dog, like, that dog would probably be pretty anxious, too. Like, because, you know, like, dogs imprint on people, right? I feel like that dog would probably have to, like, get, like, an emotional support bird if I got an emotional support dog. Get some weird glances at the airport, be like, why the fuck does he, why does he have a dog? Why does he have a bird? It's like, he's just here to check the wings, you know? That's dumb as fuck, but I just want to have fun with that. But uh, you guys have been fun. Thank you. Have a nice night. Yay, yay, Ajay. He's finding his voice and it's fun and we're all laughing and that was a really good set. Your next comedian, we're back to taking notes and not everyone's paying attention. You're all being wonderful, but pay specific attention and take notes to help out your next comedian. Put your hands together for Jared Sena. Yay. Let's keep that applause going. Come on, come on, come on. How are we doing, everybody? All right, I'm a, I'm a loud person. You might want to get earplugs. Some people don't like it. I say too bad, because I need to make up for how short I am somehow. Um, uh, being a loud person has its pros and cons. Uh, I think it works great for performing. Uh, works horribly against me when I try to have sex with someone. You can be as loud as you want. It's not going to make up for your small penis. Yeah, the only thing that's gonna change uh, yelling more during sex is not only are you still sexually disappointing, your neighbors know it too. It's like, oh, is he performing surgery on himself? Oh, then followed by a vibrator noise. You're like, what the hell is going on? All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, am a, I act a little hyper, I'm like a little puppy pug. 
Um, I know because I have one. If I was a dog, I'd probably be a pug because uh, my body's all fucked up. Uh, I'm small, and I like to shit on my sister's bed whenever she leaves her door open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. People may say that I'm a bad brother, but you know what? That's what she fucking gets for, leave for staying in the shower for too long, right? What else do I got here? Oh, yeah. I was popular in high school, guys. Uh, everyone noticed me, including the girls. Back in the days, I was known as the kid who got hit by a car. <laughs> and nothing gets everyone attention in school more than showing up in a wheelchair and casts all over your arms and legs. Um, you know, I broke my wrist and fractured my knee. Uh, it sucked. Still wasn't enough to convince my Asian parents not to go to school the next day. Yeah, you know, I could barely even pick up a pencil and all that, barely do my homework, but also, it was the only time in my life where my school crush paid attention to me. So I was actually more mad that I recovered than the fact that I was in a wheelchair. Uh. Okay, uh, what, what else do we got here? Oh, yeah, guys, I don't know if you guys can tell, but I have anger issues. Uh, you guys want to know how deep this goes? I created multiple burner accounts on Twitter just so I can get into political arguments. Um, now, I am so deep into arguing online that my burner accounts are now arguing with each other. <laughs> I get notifications like, what the fuck did this guy say to me? Then I realize I'm the guy who made that. Uh, okay, I was talking to one of my friends, and he said that, like, I hate... He, he said that, like, I would never date anyone, any... I would never date a woman that makes more money than me. And personally, I was mad. Why? Because why wouldn't you want to freeload off of someone? That joke sucked. <laughs> Whatever. All right, you know what? I made it to the horn. That's good enough for me. Give me those comments, everybody! <laughs> Yay, Jared Zena, yay. Yay, and then yay. Uh, first, here's a thing that is uh, just interesting, and it, it has it has something to do with your set. You said that your characters were arguing with each other on Facebook. This is so non sequitur, but I just want to say it. There was a poet in, in 1919 named Fernando Pessoa uh, out of Argentina, and he did the same thing. He created like 22 different personas. Some of them were poets, and some of them were critics. And his critics would, he basically would critique his own work. And anyways, it was the same idea, but it's super interesting, and I think that's a good premise. Okay. Um, I really liked your opener with the loud does not equal or making up for shortness. Um, on the loud sex joke, um, and perhaps instead of just like coming out and just saying, I have a small pee-pee, you can, you can say perhaps it's to scale with your body. Like, because you're short, if it's to scale, it's huge, right? Because it's scale. You're not, yeah. if, if, okay, right? Yeah. Um, like maybe your quarter inch scale. <laughs> Sorry, I used to do theater and we made things a quarter inch scale. <laughs> Shitting on your sister's bed was amazing. And um, I would, t right after that joke, um, you sort of distanced the audience with the word fucking because it was a little too aggressive. So if you just said, that's what she gets, instead of that's what she fucking gets, the <laughs> fucking it makes it a little <laughs> aggressive. But because we laughed really hard that you're a dog that shit on your sister's bed, right? Yeah. So just 
Unless you can be, unless you can acknowledge it and be like, I'm an aggressive little dog and be like something and make like some barking noises like, because you're, aggra- <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, fucking, ah. I don't know. I don't know. But I enjoyed your set. Uh, other comments. Thank you. Uh, yeah, dude, I really love your energy. I wish I had that. <laughs> yeah, uh, when you talk about shouting in bed, maybe do an act out of how much the girl is surprised. You just started shouting like you are seeing pussy for the first time. Uh, <laughs> I like that. I I also thought that you rushed the setup to the punchline where you say you got hit by a car. Maybe slow down the setup or it just came very suddenly in, in the uh, joke. And then you can have like a story about your burner accounts, like two two of your accounts are in a conversation with each other and what could that conversation be? Okay. Thank you. Hey, uh, hey. yeah, very fun energy. Uh, I So on the stuff with the loudness in bed, um, I think there's definitely an opportunity there for like something along the lines of like at least one of you is screaming. <laughs> or something like you could also make it more surprising and be like when I whenever I have sex like it's very loud but like not make it indicative like make it a surprise that you're the one who's loud because I think that sort of subverts everyone's expectation that it's going to be the woman who's screaming so it's not braggadocious yeah um, it's like a more subtle way to say the like small penis thing about being like I got a small dick <laughs> um, also like with the vibrator what's louder you or the vibrator definitely me okay work that in because that's vibrators are fucking loud um or <laughs> um the dog comparison one i kind of wanted you to add one more partly because rule of threes is fun and partly because it'll if you say like one more thing that's similar between you and a dog it'll sort of lull the audience into complacency before you surprise them with the shitting on the bed thing so just like one other thing like i'm small i'm fluffy i shit on my sister's bed yeah. um and then uh, showing up in a wheelchair, I wonder, because I loved that you led into that with being like, I was really popular in high school, because that's a fun like way to introduce that. I want to hear more about how that made you popular. Maybe it's like, were you mysterious? Because you showed up and suddenly we're like in a wheelchair. Um, just play with that a little bit. Okay. So. All right, clap your hands together, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Yay. Yay, and the music will come back. Uh, all right. Okay, so um, that's going to be the end of our comments, and we're just going to do a four-minute open mic for everybody and keep being an awesome audience like you are and paying attention and being super supportive for your next comedian. It's Newman Shake. Yay! <laughs> What's up, guys? Uh, I was I was doing the sax recently. I was, was doing that. Yeah, it was cool. Um, and then we got to a point where she was like, "You can do anything you want with me," and that was new, because usually I'm just kind of happy to be there. You know, I don't have preferences. Um, yeah, and she was like, "You can do anything you want." So uh, I grabbed her by the pussy. That, yeah, she didn't like it, but honestly, definitely top 10 things to grab. I liked it, you know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. I've been trying to be more intimidating. Why is that funny? That's so fuck. What? Why is that? Okay, fuck you guys. Um, no, nah, I've, I've been trying to be more intimidating. Like, people are asking, getting way too comfortable asking me stuff. Like, um, 
my friend asked me if my grandma was single at my grandpa's funeral. And I, I was like, first of all, yeah, kind of. And then second of all, I was like, I, I should be able to beat you up. This is not, this is not all right. I, I want a girlfriend. I really do. I, I, I'm like, I'm, I'd be a good boyfriend. Like I would only cheat on my girlfriend when things were going good for her. You know, like that's, that, that's how much of a good boyfriend I would be. Honestly, like on my, my Tinder profile, like my Tinder bio is just looking for someone to cheat on respectfully, you know, like that's, that's what it is. Hi, Kelly. <laughs> what else do I want to talk about? Uh, I was raised Muslim. And um, I don't know. I think um, everybody thinks Muslims are terrorists, and I'm like, I don't know. I think I'm too chilled out to be a terrorist. You know what I mean? Like I, I listen to reggae, I smoke weed, and like say what you want about 9/11. It was a very like chilled out. It, it wasn't a chilled out job, you know. <laughs> I said it was chilled out for a second. It was not. You you don't never forget a chilled out experience. You know that's not. I. Um, what else do I want to talk about? I I feel like Amelia Earhart is the worst feminist. You know what I mean? Because she said she was going to fly over the Atlantic, or not the Atlantic, the Pacific, and then she just didn't. Do you know how much ammo that gives me as a guy? Like, it's amazing. All right. Uh, <laughs> too soon? What? <laughs> It's like over a hundred years ago, no. If anything, it's too late, you know? I feel like the economy is getting real bad. I feel like you can tell how bad the economy is based on the age gap between a woman and her boyfriend. Okay, we're, we're going to sit in this awkwardness. Maybe it's relatable. I don't know. I, I would date an 80-year-old. <laughs> Like Jared, yeah, my credit score is not looking too well. Um, I don't believe in love. I'm, I do. I just I believe I believe in love with like financial stability. That's what I believe in. All right, goodbye, guys. Give your hands clapping for Newman Shake. He's 21 and he doesn't believe in love. My God, you've got to go to poetry school or something. Read a, read a poem. Get a heart back. Uh, your next comedian, he just rushed in the room. And I, I mean, I can, you, we can switch you to if you want, Kelly. Do you want a second to chill out or do you want to go up? Yeah, absolutely. Your next comedian has been chilling. He knows. He's the master of puns. Put your hands together for Josh Kotsky. I've been branded. Oh, no. I'm trying so hard to get out of that. Well, this isn't gonna help. Uh, I I fucked up my neck. I I slept wrong. I've been sleeping every night for the last 25 years, and I'm getting worse at it. That doesn't that doesn't seem fair. Like when I just started out, I was sleeping like a baby, and then I got my 10,000 hours of practice in, and I suck at it. Like I. At this point, after all this practice, I should be waking up refreshed and invigorated after week-long comas. I, I shouldn't be waking up every three hours gasping for air. I have, I have sleep apnea now, which, uh, if, if you don't know, that's where your body forgets to breathe. 
that's a thing that can happen. I, <laughs> I didn't know, like, that's, that's your one job. You, you, you breathe, you digest my food, and you make me depressed when I take my clothes off. That's what you're there for. I don't, like, how do you forget how to breathe? Like, at this point, it doesn't feel accidental. It feels like my body is trying to get back at me for the years of neglect. Like, my body's just out there like, yes, he's asleep. Now we can get our revenge. Because I like to pretend like my body is Darth Sidious. Um, <laughs> it's fucking dumb. It's like, yes, he's asleep. You think it's cool to not drink water? Well, now you will drown in air. Ha, 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 ha. You inhale cookies all day? Try not inhaling at all. Ah, ah, ah. That's fucking stupid. It's like the Star Wars Nightmare on Elm Street crossover. So, uh, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm doing yoga now because um, now that my body doesn't care for itself anymore, I have to work twice as hard to take care of it, which is some abusive relationship shit, and I don't know how to get out of it. There's one way. We won't talk about it. Um, but <laughs> uh, I, I, I like yoga. Uh, uh, it, it makes me feel like a zoo animal, which is kind of cool. You know, you're just like in a in a big crowded room with a viewing window for some reason. People come knocking up on the window. This is core power. I didn't say that. Yeah, well, not by myself. That wouldn't make any sense. But you're in a room. You have this weird big view, viewing window. People coming up to you, knocking on the window like, Daddy, why isn't that one moving? Well, sometimes when they're in captivity, they get fat and lazy. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate that, Pam. Um, I don't know. I also I, I like sitting next to the window because I like to disappoint the perverts who like walk by, and they're like looking for like hot coeds. It's just me like popping a blood vessel trying to touch my shins. Uh, I also I don't know. I feel kind of creepy going to to these yoga things sometimes because like I don't know what I'm. Nice. I don't know what I'm doing, so I have to. Yeah, you can, you can, you can squeeze it. I don't know what I'm doing, so I have to like look around at people to figure out what it is. But then sometimes you make eye contact with them, and I haven't found the correct facial expression for "I'm sorry that I made eye contact with your butt crack." I just don't know what I'm doing. So if any of you guys have figured that one out, let me know. Last one. Uh, I tried it. Uh, I've been trying to do therapy. Um, yeah. Uh, so I'm. <laughs> I'm trying to do therapy. The my therapist asks like, "Do you ever think of suicide?" And I'm like, eh, "Is that a trick question?" Cause like you just asked me about it. it's like the Inception thing of like think about elephants. You're not thinking about elephants. Oh. But I don't know. It, it's also not a f it's it's not a fair question. Cause like yeah, I think about random shit all the time. Yeah, I think about suicide. I also think about how cool it would be to be Superman. Doesn't mean I'm gonna go jump off a building and try them both out. All right, wait, uh, yeah. <laughs> Keep your hands clapping for Josh Kotsky. He's doing yoga and therapy. Dear God, he's improving himself. Uh, your next comedian, uh, what a what a joy and a wonderment he is, and he's he's such a wonderful communicator. Put your hands together, because he told me he was going to be late. Put your hands together, everybody, for Kelly Evans. Yay! Thank you, Pam. That shows that I... Uh, I'm scared by Facebook posts calling me out. So I am, I'm like, don't include me in this. No, every time I see somebody say something, someone did something wrong, I'm like, are they talking about me? Even 
when it's totally something I to I would never have done, you know? The, like it's just you just think you're a fault friend. My ma my parents were mean to me. I guess is what I'm saying. You know, so you just blame yourself for stuff. Um anyway, that wasn't planned. <laughs> what the fuck am I talking about? Therapy. That's what we're talking about. We go to therapy. This feels like a group that needs it. Um <laughs> Yes. Um no, I like you a lot, but you definitely need help. Um yeah, I'm going to Zoom therapy. Have you given it a shot? No, you should don't actually. It's disappointing. Um, yeah, I would rather be in person to person to therapy because I f just feel like my therapist is like too casual. You know, she's just too comfortable working from home. She literally started a session where she's like, "Kelly, would it be okay if I ate this sandwich?" I was like, "Uh, sure," because I can't say no to people. And I kind of told you that like so many times, you know, <laughs> fuck it. Enjoy the au jus though. Um, yeah. Yeah. So things are going great. Uh, I am, uh, from Texas. Uh, I had some Mormon friends growing up, uh, weird religion. I'm not really, it's the one I can't like most religions. I'm like, Hey, you have a right to believe whatever you want. When I hear people talk about Mormonism, I'm like, that's a little fucking weird. Yeah. I mean, it's a little, their founder discovered, uh, the, uh, tablets for the religion in his backyard. Feels like kind of a modern invention for a religion to start that I don't think they had any, uh, cul-de-sacs in Bethlehem. I'm just... You know, it doesn't feel like there were a lot of suburbs when they, I'm just saying to follow really your 1800s. It wasn't that long ago. We're just gonna, yeah, that's what we're buying into. It's a, just, a, it's a strange, I'm just saying, what are you doing today, Joseph? Nothing, just mowed my lawn and uh, found the lost Testament of Jesus Christ. You know, <laughs> no big deal. What? The underwear is weird too. Okay. Uh, I, uh, I'm from Texas. I mentioned that, uh, my uncle, I, I'm going to get personal for a second. Um, uh, my dad was not around. Uh, I'm sure that's probably, I feel like several of you could probably re relate to that. Um, I feel like this, maybe not. I'm alone. You all had two parent households. Okay. All right. That's, um, anyway, what did they do to you is my question. Now I'm just curious. Um, uh, sorry, I'm getting off track. I smoked way too much weed before this set. Uh, so my uncle stepped in and was uh, very supportive. He kind of took me to sports games and because I don't watch sports. That's what I call them, sports games. <laughs> I don't know, football matches or whatever. Um, and he just like stepped in. He was like, uh, he was my father figure, really. And uh, now he thinks Nancy Pelosi is a Komodo dragon. So uh, what do I do with that? I don't even know. I'm not, that's not really so much a joke as a cry for help. Um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck are we going to do? Let's actually finish with something that might work. Um, that, that, uh, you guys, uh, nah, that's too much bullet. Um, he did tell me that, uh, when I got vaccinated, he's like, shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have done it. That you, that vaccine in a year, you're going to be dead. That's when it's going to happen. Yeah. I have it on good authority. I was like, you work at home Depot. What fucking Carl and lumber. Is that your authority? Like seriously. Also fucking, Great. Can we get more vaccine? I want to die sooner because holy shit, this conversation makes me want to kill myself. Um, you guys have been something. All right. See ya. Yay, Kelly Evans. I have to talk to Carlin Lumber if he has all the answers. 
All right, your next comedian is wearing like the cutest outfit today. I love it. You look like a ski bunny. Are you setting your thing up? There you go. Uh, hey, everybody, if you have uh, money, you should donate it to her AIDS life cycle ride because she's going to she's gonna cure AIDS <laughs> on a 545-mile bike trip. Put your hands together, everybody, for Hillary Lannon. I am definitely not going to cure AIDS, and I'm definitely not going to do a riding bike. Um, I have all the spike material, but I really just wanted to tell you guys two things that happened to me today. Well, they didn't even happen to me. Two things I observed that made me feel a lot of things. The first one was that I saw a truck driving down the street today that had the word Taliban in script really big on the hood of the truck. And I'm like, what the fuck is that all about? Like, why? I Is that like acceptable? And I figured... Only in San Francisco could somebody drive around in a big tr- ass truck with the word Taliban on the front and not get the shit beat out of them. Because I'm sure if they were in Texas that, you know, they would have fucking done them a number. The other thing about living in San Francisco, I was at the dog park today and there was a man there with this ridiculously like bushy mustache and it looked like you know that scrub brush that you that you have at like the the maintenance guy has that he's had for like 20 years and it was so fucking bushy and I just had like the the amount of hate I had for this this mustache was so intense and out of like it was not proportionate to what was going on there and I couldn't tell if it was just like literally it stuck up from his face like two inches and I was like is that the wind blowing it up and if that's the case it's still too fucking big it's too fucking big and I literally could not stop staring at him and I was like he knows he knows I'm staring at him even though I'm wearing mirrored sunglasses he knows that I'm staring at this mustache and so it was so bad that I had to like leave the dog park because it it was going to become an issue um (laughs) But anyway, yes, I've been riding my bike a lot lately. And um, and the one thing about it is that I've been, now it got me all curious about the history of the bicycle. And the one thing that I find very interesting is that it really was a feminist, like, um, tool as like the suff- suffragettes loved the thing because it was like this freedom and and the people who opposed it were very afraid that it was going to cause a sexual awakening in women. And, you know, for me, I was like, ridiculous those ridiculous victorians they don't know what the fuck they're talking about you know because they're like oh all that vibration and straddling a bike seat is gonna like you know do something to women and then last over the weekend i was on this really long bike ride and i just gotten my bike tuned up and i was like oh wait maybe they are actually onto something because (laughs) i got my brake pads replaced and so every time on this really on the really long descent like you're not fully braking you're just kind of like slowing yourself down and all of a sudden I was like oh my god my bike seat is definitely vibrating in a new and fascinating way (laughs) so much so that I could not stay seated on my bike like I would have to like like basically like lift myself up from my bike seat every time it would happen because I'm like this is not appropriate to have an orgasm when I need to be coming to a full full and complete stop or I'm rounding this hairpin turn and like I don't want to just fall over I mean granted it would be an ecstasy but that's not really the way that I wanted to die so anyway um yeah so just been riding my bike a lot and I don't have any more to say about that at the moment so thank you Hillary Lannon's having issues with her bike. Uh, you're going to fall in love with your bike. You can marry your bike. Uh, your next comedian, so funny, murdered last night at the punchline. Put your hands together for Lauren Kraut. Yay!
Thank you. Ooh, I smell weed. Nice. <laughs> the first thing anyone sees about me now is I'm old. <laughs> God, I hate that. <laughs> I argue to say that old precedes female, right? Because we say old lady, not lady old. Okay. Unless it's, it, unless it's Spanish, then it's Señor Mejor. I think it's Señor Mejor. But what about race? What point does race come into it? When do you say white? When do you think white? Before old lady? Before lady or after? Before old or after? What comes first, the chicken or the old lady? <laughs> what else? Oh, and at what point do you think neurotic lesbian with commitment issues? <laughs> and did you know that LOL also stands for little old lady? Well, it does. Or in my case, little old lesbian. And an LOL, LOL is an urging to grandma to enjoy the fuck out of life. <laughs> Laugh out loud, little old lady, while you still can, while you still can. I'm fascinated by how we perceive one another, what we see first when we see someone. Like, you kind of look like my dad as a young man, so I, got, I like you. <laughs> um, but you remind me of a teacher that I had once who scolded me, so I'm a little, uh, maybe. And I think it's funny how we carry these things around with us. But it's important not to judge the book by its cover. Read the book first. Then you can decide if it's an asshole. Okay, thank you. I wish I was better looking. I feel like I owe people an apology for how goofy I am. It wasn't my idea, that's all I can say. Don't blame me because I wouldn't have picked this face in this scrawny frame to hold my lofty ideals. This is not what I had in mind when I said adorable fun-sized lesbian. No, this is something between a scared bird and a day-old French fry. <laughs> Don't I look like the Woodstock, the bird in the Peanuts um, comic strip? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If uh, if Woodstock were an old dyke with an eating disorder and uh, and poor social skills, that wouldn't be me. All right, thank you. I'm sorry I'm doing with notes, but I I wanted to try these out. Oh, you know how it's said, put the fear of God, put the fear of God in someone? Uh, well, I was wondering, why do we have to be afraid of God? Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Uh, why do we have to be afraid of God? Oh, isn't God supposed to be all-loving and caring? Why do we have to be f afraid? That's not right. It shouldn't be that. Thou shalt not be, have other gods before me is saying fear. Be afraid, mortal. Be very afraid. But what exactly does it mean when it says before? Before like in earlier? Is God want, does God want to be one of the first thing in the morning gods? Nobody else before me and I wake up at 10. Don't be knocking before that. All right. Um, why... Oh, Thinking that God won't like it if we hang out with other gods. Is, that, is God that insecure? 
Could God be really that timid? I have more confidence than that, and I'm a neurotic mess. All right, thanks very much for letting me try out these new jokes. Yo, when hell is yay, yay, Lord Kraut, yay. New jokes, woo. All right, your next comedian. Excited to have him here. As always, clap your hands together for Brady Pearson. Okay. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? Oh, my God, what a busy week it's been. Is it Monday? It's Monday, right? Okay, just checking. Yeah, I just um, recently turned 52. Very excited. Thank you. And what I love doing doing comedy, especially when I hear the younger people talking, is like, I just turned 30. Oh my God, like I just turned 30. As if no one else has ever turned 30, as if there's not some kind of shitty boomer show called 30 fucking something, okay. It's a brand new concept for these people. I keep thinking, oh my God, you're 30. I have probably at this point swallowed some of your siblings. You're welcome. And your dad was great. But he was. Okay, okay whatever. And I've been, real, you know, I've been um, around the block a few times, and I've been you know, sucking cock for a really long time. Are there any other cocksuckers in the room? Thank you, thank you. There, there are more of us than you. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> what a bummer, okay. But I don't, I don't want you to feel bad about that, though, because... You can be a cocksucker at any time. I'll see you after the show, man. I don't know. Um, yeah, and so I've been sucking cock so long, it begs the existential question. How many miles of cock have I sucked? All right? So if the average cock is, what, six inches? You, oh, you know, definitely you. Wait, six, six, one up, one down. That's a foot. And there are 5,480 feet in a mile. I did the math and I kept going up. I was like, okay, one hundred eight thousand, and that's twenty-six miles. One hundred eight thousand feet is uh, twenty-six miles, and I realized that's a marathon, which explains this past weekend. I mean, if we were really talking, I could probably start cock to Beijing and back by now. Um, let's see, what else is going on in my mind today? Ah, yes, I'm very. Is everyone very excited about this whole new MAGA thing going on? Are you all excited about it? I am. I'm really welcome. I'm ready to welcome our new white supremacist overlords. And I'm going to welcome them with a group of fragrances for the American condition. The first one is called White Woman. And you have to say it like that. you got to be like, White Woman. <laughs> the tagline is, always in front. It's okay. And gentlemen, I don't want you to feel left out. Don't you feel left out. There's one for you. It's called Entitled. It's how you feel. That's too much for the white room. Oh, my God. What's this white up here making fun of white people for? That's so weird. Oh, gosh. Thanks, Pam. It's been so special being here with you all, and I just want to leave you with a little song of I used to fancy about the boys' camp that could have been in Lake Put It In Me, Wisconsin. It goes something like this. Oh, I love you. Put it in me. Put it in me every day. I love you. Put it in me. Put it in me all the way. On your shores. Put it in me. I am yours. Put it in me. 
Put it in me every gay. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Brady. Put it in the every gay. I love it. Brady Pearson, yay. All right, we're moving right along. Your next comedian. I'm excited every time he's here. Put your hands together for Connor Norton. What's going on? I've got a question. AIDS, biker. Yeah, I do have a question. This, And I know. <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know. And I know we're not that close yet, but uh, the thought crossed my brain when you were doing that last bit about um, like why you had to stop with the brake vibration. Because like in my mind, I know I'm ignorant, but in my mind, it's like, like, does anything get in the way or why can't you continue and just get the orgasm while you're riding the bike? Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. All right. I appreciate your answer. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Or not, but, um, I, uh, I came across a viral clip the other day of Steve Harvey. Any Steve Harvey fans in here? Great comic. Uh, but he said something I disagreed with. He said that basically men and women can't be friends, straight men and straight women, which is ridiculous. I know it's 2022. We got to wake up. He says, I have a wife that I'm faithful to. And as a straight male, I just can't have a female in my life, which is just ridiculous. I mean, it's soaked in these archaic ideas built by society and I'm over it. And, uh, because like my girlfriend, my college sweetheart just moved into San Francisco and we're reunited and I couldn't be happier. And like, she's already got a guy friend and he's, and he's, you know, he's supportive and he listens and he's kind Apparently, I haven't met him, but apparently he's great, and I believe her. <laughs> I believe her. She's telling the truth. She, uh, yeah, apparently he takes her out, pays for her drinks, lets her crash at the apartment so she doesn't have to call an Uber. What a, what a guy. What a nice guy. I mean, he literally lets her sleep in his bed because the apartment's small. You know how rent is in San Francisco. I feel bad. I kind of feel bad for him. I mean, my girlfriend takes up a lot of space when she sleeps, and he's a he's a tall stack of hay, six six four based on her screensaver. So, <laughs> you know, if I were if I were just like, just yeah, just riddled with these archaic ideas of gender roles, I would be robbing her of this fruitful friendship. But, you know, I'm not totally progressive. The female friends bother me. Female friends bother me. I do not want to get swooped by one of her female friends. If I remember the rest of that joke, I would have gone for it. But essentially, I think that they hang around her, they comment on her Instagram photos. Sound like they don't want to have sex with her. It's disgusting. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> All right. And then uh, I wanted to end it off with. A guy got on the bus today, and he had a speaker attached to his backpack. You guys have probably seen him. And he's blasting music out of this speaker, but he's covering his face because he didn't have a mask, which means he's considerate, which means he cares about people on the bus. And we're all looking at him like, why are you playing music? Which makes me think 
that somewhere in his mind he thinks he's liberating us from our non-musical bus rides that we've been living. Like the first guy to dance at Footloose, you know? I've never seen the movie, but I assume that analogy works. <laughs> All right. That's my time, guys. Yay, Connor Norton. Clap it up for him and his girlfriend. Your next comedian. He's got more than a girlfriend. He has a fiance. Put your hands together, everybody, for Kyle Morrissey. Same kid, pussy up in Marcy. Placing that Ted Rossi. Actually, uh, we, we called it off. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Um... Am I kidding? Um, all right, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna take another stab at this topic. I've tried to talk about it a couple of times. I uh, I quit drinking and doing drugs when I was 22. Oh, thanks. You call me on a Friday night then. Uh, you call me and ask what I'm up to. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it. I I I would not recommend it. <laughs> if I'm being completely honest. <laughs> I wouldn't. Um, it's a, it's a weird that's a weird age to make that decision, because when you when you when you go sober, a lot of people tell you like the most important thing you got to do is to live a life of honesty, but in reality, if you're that young and you make that choice, you just end up seeming way less trustworthy than everybody else. <laughs> it's sketchy. Uh, like <laughs> like. Like, there's nothing like making an amends to a guy who you stole $500 from a few years earlier, and he's just like, yeah, but now it's weird. Because, <laughs> um, it, it, honestly, it, I, think, I think you should just have fun when you're that age, because, like, even if you do make that decision in your early 20s, you're in your early 20s. You, you still don't know how to be a good person. Like, I still did all the other shit that 20-year-olds do, except it was creepy. Like, try... Try buying a girl a drink at a bar, and when she's like, oh, aren't you going to have one? You're just like, nope. <laughs> I want you to enjoy that, though. <laughs> like, no, one likes, no one likes you. <laughs> like After your sixth cup of water at the bar, the bartender's like, give me your keys. You're not cool enough to have a car. <laughs> like, you're a pussy. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. Um, let's see here. I, I thought it was funny when uh, Putin invaded Ukraine. Uh, that's the whole joke. Uh, no, I uh, it, because I uh, some people responded w weirdly. Uh, some women in Europe got together, and as a sign of protest, they took their tops off. I mean, they said it was a protest. Uh, they show a bunch of women just on the on the lawn in front of the Eiffel Tower, just like showed their tits, and. Uh, I mean, shit, if I was Putin, if I invaded Ukraine and the whole world responded by showing me their tits, I'd be like, sweet, I'm going to do Poland now, you know? Tits are never protests. They're just, just positive reinforcement. <laughs> oh, fuck, I wish I recorded that sober bit. Oh, no, this is, rec you record all of this. I'm actually going to go back and listen to that. <laughs> wow. Thank God. <laughs> I totally forgot that. Oh, man. Um... I uh I feel I feel bad for Kanye West. He's getting a divorce and uh he's not handling it well. I I mean he's threatening to kill Pete Davidson. Frankly, I, I hope he does. Uh fuck it. L you know, less competition. Um uh 
Will Smith slapped a comedian so Kanye West could kill one. I mean, I I would love. I just I, I watching him melt down online is really sad. Like like because all I can think seeing him do all that is just like I I can't believe I fucking voted for this dude. Okay. All right. All right. See ya. Keep clapping for Kyle Morrissey and clap more for his mustache. Uh, just so you know, Courtney and you're on deck. But up now we have Jason King. Yay! That was so. Uh, oh shit. Um, how's it going, everybody? Having a good time? Yeah. Make some noise for yourselves while I figure out what the fuck is happening. <laughs> fuck. All right. Kyle Morrissey, you just spoke about being sober like it's a terrible thing. I've been sober my entire life. That has set pain me to my heart. <laughs> that, that's what I felt on that. All right, let's see. Oh God, there's so much, so much to do. I um, while I'm waiting for this, I only drink like I've only been drinking like four cups of water my whole life. Um, but <laughs> I know it's bad. But more recently, I've been trying to sing well. So now I've been drinking like a gallon a day. Yeah, I, I just think it's interesting where my priorities are. <laughs> you know, like uh, drinking water to support a basic like human need, no. But drinking water to be better at karaoke, yeah. <laughs> you know, okay, cool, let's see. Uh, okay, this is still not opening. Um, let's see, what else can I talk about? I, um, fuck. Well, all right, well. It's got a riff on it now. I uh, oh wait, it's opening. I I feel like you can tell whether you can trust a podcast based on whether, um, based on the ads, right? Like you'll be like looking at a podcast title and then it's like maintaining your relationship while also remaining masculine, and you're like, all right, a little suspicious, but you know, I'll listen. And then like halfway through the podcast, it's like manscape, and you're like, ah, oh. <laughs> you know. All right, cool. I can't use the sound as a punchline. Doesn't work. And you know, like you you listen to that, and you're like, oh, and then you're like, you know, I should have I should have known based on the reoccurrence of the word females, <laughs> and the supposition that uh, or the presumption that this guy can explain how women work. All right. Let's see. Um, this is not going well. <laughs> Let's see. I. Uh, my ex told me that she used to, uh, she, at one point she had sex with Justin Bieber. Yeah, she had sex with Justin Bieber. And I was like, what did you learn from that experience? And she's like, well, I learned that he was just a man. Yeah, you know how bad your dick game has to be to get rehumanized? <laughs> yeah, Justin Bieber's the kind of guy who only makes it through two babies, you know? Just baby, baby, oh! <laughs> okay, cool. I, um... Uh, something a lot of people say is like you turn on the TV and there's never any good news. That's because good news isn't helpful, right? Could you imagine being in Ukraine and then you turn on the TV and all everything they report on is clear skies? <laughs> there's a dog parade and a new pie place called Happy Pies, you know, and then you go outside and you're. And then you go outside and your village is under siege. <laughs> you know, Happy Pies is on fire. All right. This is not going well. What's a, thank you for that. That's cool. 
Let's see. Uh, oh boy. All right, we're gonna just try a bunch of shit. This feels bad. I um, I don't know if you know this, but uh, during January sixth, a lot of the senators um tried to take off their tags to pretend like they were part of the riot. Did you know? This? Could you imagine seeing Mitch McConnell? <laughs> in his fucking suit <laughs> and being like, yeah, this guy just scaled a wall. <laughs> that didn't happen. All right, cool. That's it. I don't want to do anymore. <laughs> Jason King, everyone! Woo! All right, your next comedian is new to the room and I'm excited that she's here. Clap your hands together for Courtney Ann Coleman! Yay! Thanks, Pam. Awesome possum. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of new to comedy, even though I'm kind of a better late than never bloomer. People like tonight. There seemed to be a theme of like old, getting old, old young, old young, and uh, I I w I've been ruminating on that stuff. I've been wondering why like uh, why we celebrate growing up and we put those little lines on the wall, you know. But then we hit a certain age, like maybe it's 30, 35, where it's, we're just terrified of getting older. It's like, it's like a trip on the Titanic. You know, you get on the Titanic and at first it's all glamour and dancing and banquets. And then, I don't know, around 35, 40, we hit the iceberg and then it's all panic, desperation. And then I'm, I feel like I'm at the point in my life where I'm the, the musician that's just like, fuck it, I'm going down, I'm just gonna play my fiddle, it's okay, I'm cool with it. Am I bringing everybody down? Getting older, getting older is cool though, you know, you, it's, real, it's really easy to be grateful when you get older because uh, so much shit has happened to you. Just the, just the absence of shit happening to you will make you grateful. You're just like, oh, I didn't piss myself today. That was a good one. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, I've been out here since 97, and uh, I've had friends come and visit me. And it's always fun. The, my first question, my friends come and visit, and if I haven't hung out with them and they're already here, I say, have you seen any naked people yet? And they always say, yes, is that a thing? And I'm like, yes, it is. And it's not... Folsom Street Fair, it's random people just deciding they're gonna have a naked day. And they just like walk down the street, you know, with their sneakers on or whatever. Um, which is, you know, fun. Uh, I took my friend through the Tenderloin and he's got his window rolled down, you know, with his arm there and just kind of, and I said, would you roll the fucking window up? This is like Lion Country Safari here. It's like, you, you, the, they might jump in the car, they might fling poo at you, it's not, it's not one of the, those friendly, friendly places. And I also think about that, like, if you ever see people, especially downtown, that wear open-toed shoes in San Francisco, like, don't you think they're a little daft? It's just, it's just, even the naked guy is not gonna wear open-toed shoes in San Francisco. No way. Um, what else, what else has been on my mind lately? I'm just throwing some shit out. This is some new stuff. Uh, <laughs> you ever look for your phone and it's in your hand? <laughs> too much, too much. Um, ethical, right on. 
just quickly, ethical non-monogamy. Uh, what's up with that? Because it's like, that is the, to me, it's the least sexy thing, ethical non-monogamy. Permission, to me, drives me up. Because I like sex when it's kind of dirty and a little naughty, and I like, I like it guilty. I'm Catholic. I want, I want some, gu some spicy guilt in there. And so, like, if guys come, you know, they're like poly or, or ethical non-monogamous, and I'm just like, there's part of my mind that's just like, why can't you man up and cheat on your woman like a real man, like my dear old dad did? <laughs> anyway, that's it. Thanks, Pam. Yay, Courtney and Coleman. All right. I love your devil shirt, too. That's really cute. Goats, I love goats. Um, your next comedian is one of my favorite people. He's so nice and funny and considerate and wonderful. Put your hands together for Dan Britton. Well, I just found out how nice of a guy I am. That's cool. Um, something in your set really made me chuckle because whenever I'm driving through the TL and I see somebody wearing open toe shoes, like hunched over, I think, that person is a little daft. It's <laughs> exactly the words that come to mind. <laughs> totally. Um, I, I am looking for a new religion. Um, I don't really feel, uh, I don't know, man. Growing up Catholic will fuck you up like for your entire life. I just, I want a religion that, that's not going to tell me that there's something inherently wrong with me regardless of who I am and what I do. It's like, it's like Jesus was the only non-problem child out of all of God's children, if you know what I mean. That was a great joke. Bah! <laughs> Sorry, I just co-opted Bruce Lee's movies. What's up, David? See, you dressed appropriately. I did not dress appropriately. Um... I bet you have a t-shirt. I have no t-shirt on underneath the sweatshirt, which is actually like one of my favorite things to do. Just, I like the freedom that a sweatshirt brings. Y'all are shaking your heads, fuck you. I'm sure some of you walk around some days without underwear. Sarah's like, not me. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have presumed that about you. My bad. I'm just up here fucking around. I did have something that I wanted to tell you all. Hold on. I've just received a text message. There's a fire at the old mill. <laughs> I was at a party on Friday, and uh, one of my buddies was there with his girlfriend, and they were both snorting ketamine off of the kitchen counter. Fun. And then the girlfriend comes up to me, and she's like, Hey, do you think anybody at this party can tell that I'm on ketamine? No. No. Especially because this in entire party just didn't see you snorting ketamine in front of them. Anyway, more about, <laughs> more about pineapples now that I have them. You guys ever think that if you microwave a pine cone, it'll become a pineapple faster? Okay. <laughs> you guys ever think that if you microwave a hamster, it'll turn into a pig faster? Ham. Oh, God. Ah. Uh, 
cute, Dan. Now finish the fuck up. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. You guys ever, on a windy day like this, do you ever just like fart and just like wait for the wind to carry it? And you're just kind of like, who is this going to hit? <laughs> the other day I was walking down the street and there was a guy walking maybe 20, 30 yards in front of me. And uh, he didn't know that I was behind him. This guy just farted with no censorship, just <laughs> and he just kept walking. And I, I literally did this. I had to turn around and go <laughs> as I ran away from him. <laughs> anyway, I've had a very good Monday, and I hope everybody else did too. Go Giants. Yay, Dan Britton. Is, is anybody hungry? I, um, if anybody's hungry for non-pot food, I actually baked today, and I have little foods if you want to eat something. Your next comedian, where he's the first one off the wait list. He's been waiting patiently all night. Put your hands together for Johnny. Yay. Hey, what's up? Um, I'm Johnny. Uh, I'm in my 20s, which means that the only thing that I know about life so far is that you probably shouldn't jerk off three times before noon. I'm an introvert. Which uh, doesn't mean that I have an inverted penis. It just means that I never learned how to talk to anybody without making them feel uncomfortable. I recently learned that I'm cancer-free. I never had it, but it's still pretty good to know. Got a concussion the other day. Doctor said I made a complete recovery. You know, no long-term damage or anything. Just lasting issues with basic math and word comprehension. Whatever. I don't mean to brag, but the uh, ladies at the gym have been calling me the Stairmaster guy. It's pretty easy. All you have to do is stare at them while you work out. <laughs> I got a concussion the other day. Doctor said I made a complete recovery, you know, no long-term damage or anything. <laughs> I had to look up the definition, though. Apparently, a concussion is a blow to the head. A blow to the head. I'm like, doctor, which head are we talking about here? Because if it's the good one, I would like two concussions every day, please. Uh, like most people, I get really stressed out when I smoke weed, you know? I think it's stressful to go to Safeway when you're high. Um, and I think it's funny to talk about Safeway and getting high, because I'm gonna guess that most of you guys have been to a Safeway or have gotten high before. But it looks like everyone here has been at a Safeway high before. You know, so you, <laughs> you get high and you're all at the Safeway and immediately you're just bombarded by options because Safeway's got it all. They got, they got options there. Um, and you end up in the snack aisle and, you know, in my head it's like, what is it going to be tonight, Johnny? The king-size Kit Kat or the family-size bag of Pirate's Booty? Shit. Is that guy looking at me? Does he know I'm high? Well, he kind of looks kind of high now he thinks about it. He's too old to be high. I wonder if I, uh, yeah, he's too old to be high. <laughs> just wave and smile, wave and smile. No, no, don't wave, just smile. Shit, John, you waved, get out of here. Uh. How cool would it be to be the guys that do the Safeway tapes from uh, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m.? Yeah, hey, uh, Craig, we got a code red here on aisle five. 
this kid's been standing here for about 45 minutes. He's got uh, some double stuff Oreos in his left hand and a bag of Funyuns in his right hand, and it looks like he's going to throw up. Craig, he's probably just as high as we are. Craig? Craig, you still awake? Craig, should we suck each other off again? or? Hey, just asking. Just asking. Um, and if you're in Canada, that might sound like, holy hell there, uh, Craig, we don't have a moose here on uh, aisle five. We got a, a bogey. This kid's been standing here for about 45 minutes now. He's got uh, some cheesy wheezies in his left hand and a couple pepperonis in his right hand. It looks like he's going to throw up, Craig. Hey, Craig, he's probably just as blitzed as we are. All right, all right. <laughs> uh, you know, you don't want to use the... Uh, you get you get this realization, it's like, shit, I got to buy this stuff, uh, which means that you have to interact with a non-high Safeway checkout clerk or a really, really high... Ah, oh, fuck. Uh, that's all I got. Thank you. Johnny, everyone. Keep it going for Dan Lewis's cousin. Johnny. Right? Is he his, is he his nephew or his cousin? I can't tell. They're clearly related. Your next comedian, excited that he's here, rode his bike from work probably. Put your hands together for David Samuel. Yay! Yeah, um, I'm sure you guys have noticed I have a very small head. I'm actually in the middle of a curse right now. It just happens way slower than you think. Okay, all right. Let's do it. I do think you need to know yourself. You need to know yourself, right? Like, like for me, like I know I'd be a really good detective, but I'd be a horrible cop. And to be a detective, you got to be a cop first, right? But I'd be a good detective. Like, uh, I already love chain smoking, taste testing DNA, and I own, own a ton of red string. Okay, anyways, but I'd be a bad cop. I'd be a bad cop. I'm just too chill. Like, I'd pull a guy over, and he blows like a .25. Right? I'm like, man, you got to get that truck home, you know? Okay. Um, let's see. Cool. And you should know yourself. Like, for me, if I'm ever, like, standing in a river telling people that there's gold still in it, that's probably, I probably need, okay. Um, let's see. Let's see. I think uh, San Francisco is interesting to me because there's a lot of people that pretend to be poor here, which I think is bizarre. I li it's just more refreshing to me when rich people are rich. Like, just be rich, it's fine. Like, I dated a girl for a while, her family was very wealthy. Her dad introduced me to a friend of his one time, and he goes, this is my best friend, Bill. Bill is a fracker. And Bill went, yeah, I'm kind of a piece of shit, right? And that was so nice compared to here where people are like, pretending to have roommates, you know? It's just, okay. Let's see. I think uh, some things are like social lubricants. I think like for men, like sports are kind of social lubricants. Women, maybe astrology a little bit. So you gotta just, <laughs> you don't need to know about it. You just need to know enough to have the conversation, right? Like, oh, Aries, I heard it's a good season for them. Okay, anyways, uh, I don't know. I'm tired of I'm tired of losing dance-offs and not having any recourse. <laughs> like I want to have recourse. Like someone just boogies up to you. They're like, "You just got served." That's so embarrassing. I want to be able to come back like the next day and be like, "No, sir. Like you've been served a uh, subpoena." <laughs> okay. Um, let's see. Stupid. 
what else we got? I think it's harder. I think it's harder to break up with a friend than it is to break up with a partner. That's a more difficult thing. Like, because with a partner, it's easy. Like, you can find a reason, right? Like, you cheated on me. That's a pretty good reason. But, like, a friend, they never really do stuff like that. A friend, you just like, man, when we watch TV, I hate what you say during the commercials. Like, that's not, you know, that's not a good reason. All right. <laughs> Let's see. This is cool. Uh, I was the only Jew in my hometown growing up. I was the only Jewish person there. Well, there was one other one, but that was my brother. It was just us two. Uh, it was just the two of us. And uh, it was cool because for me, I'm ethnically Jewish, but I was raised Catholic, right? Like, I still have foreskin because where else am I going to put my schmegma? Okay, anyways, uh, <laughs> gross. That's disgusting. But now I live in a big city where people are actually Jewish, right? Which now I'm experiencing something called, like, I've, I've coined it, like, Jew-checking, like, people Jew-check me now. They're like, David Samuel, pretty Jewish name. Are you Jewish? I'm like, yeah, I am Jewish. They're like, what was your rabbi's name? It's like, uh, Father O'Hannigan, right? It's like, okay. Anyways, thank you guys so much. So give it up. Yay, David Samuel, yay. I just realized that was all clean, too. That was really impressive. Your next comedian. Put your hands together for Jason Cruz. Yay. Oh, boy. Here we go. How's it going? All right, cool. I don't know how to start, so I always go, how's it going? <laughs> I don't care how you're doing, you know? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, so I'm very late bloomer, you know? Uh, which used to really suck. You know, I was very small in high school. I was like 90 pounds. But now that I'm in my early 20s, it's, you know, pretty good. I got acne for the first time. So, solid. Solid. All right. I moved here, I'm the youngest uh, person living in my house. I'm like a good six years younger than the next youngest person, uh, which is great because now I overhear conversations that stress me out, you know? Like, uh, like I walked into the kitchen and my roommate was like, ah oh man, I make too much money for Medi-Cal, but I still don't have enough for real health insurance. And that was alarming to me because I don't know what any of that means. It's very... <laughs> That's my roommate right over there. He's well, uh, David, you know. Um, he also told me, he told me that stealing is legal in San Francisco. That's what he told me. He's like, oh yeah, you can just steal here and it doesn't, nothing happens. And uh, I believed him. I, I've been stealing a whole bunch. It only occurred to me very recently that David is a white man <laughs> you know <laughs> but uh you know i uh i walked out of walgreens with just like a bunch of stuff and it turns out they do in fact let black and brown people steal here it's <laughs> it's a very it's a great city you know i love living here uh, i got a friend who's a grammar nazi that's not great i will give him this though a uh, grammar nazi that's the best kind of nazi you can be by far, you know, it's just mildly annoying. That's pretty good. You know, like the the worst thing he does is, is he'll tell me, he's like, hey man, just so you know, like ain't's not a word, it's not real. Just like the Holocaust. That's, that's the only thing he does.
notice that uh, you can tell that men really like talking about sex because that's the sex stories are always way more detailed than they have to be. You know, like you ever you ever be uh, hanging out with your friend who's a guy and he's like, oh, man, the craziest fucking thing happened to me last night. Se sex stories are the only time that men tell stories the way women do, you know. <laughs> um, move to the tenderloin. That's a rough area, you know. It's not great. Uh, I'm from the suburbs, so it's been rough. Like I, uh, I was walking home at 2 a.m. a couple months ago. And uh, I saw a guy give money to another guy, and then that guy was like, if you don't bring me my money next week, I'm going to kill your son. And I had to walk in between them to get to where I was going. You know, I ran into a prostitute that night. She was like, do you need any company? And I was like, yes, I'm very scared right now. <laughs> All right, that's been my time. Thank you very much. Hey, Jason Chris! Hooray! Okay, there's one last comic and it's me, so yay me! Pinks. It's my real high school letterman jacket. I know. I had so much promise. <laughs> I'm such a disappointment to my parents. It's unbelievable. Uh, they say you should dress for the job you want. And I want to be an extra uh, in the background of euphoria. <laughs> right? Do they give the extra ketamine to the extras? Is that how that works? Because I'm in. No, I'm, I would be really excited for that. I mean, I know I'm old. I graduated in 92. But I'm a Monet. I look good from far away. And then you get up close and you're like, whoa, dots and slashes. What is holding this image together? Ah. Ketamine. That's, <laughs> come on. No, I love drugs. But uh, yeah, woo. I eat so much weed, I have an edible complex. Yeah, but it, it's because I've been sober. I'm being sober right now. I'm off the booze. Booze is the devil. But my mushroom intake has skyrocketed. It is Woo! But I have to hate booze. Some crazy things have happened to me in my life uh, because I love drinking way too much. So I was doing a comedy show on Fell Street, ironic, and I was so wasted. I was so wa It was an open bar. I didn't eat. I was day drinking, and then I got there, and they were like, it's an open bar. And I was like, it's a what? So... I was on stage performing and I was doing my jokes and I didn't understand why they weren't laughing because I was doing all my material and I was like, knock, knock, Jesus is funny. Wah! And I was super, super wasted and I totally bombed and it was totally sold out and I felt like a total asshole. And Chelsea Beers was up next and they're screaming and laughing and so funny. And I'm sitting outside on the steps and I'm like, I'm so drunk and horrible and stupid. I'm going to slink away and go home. So I slink away and I'm going home and I'm walking down Fell Street, just walking, and I fell on my face. Yay! And so the I had I my face is bleeding and some people call the ambulance and I'm like, I'm a medical, I'm a medical, don't you like that? And anyways, so the paramedics come and they're like, You're wasted. And I'm like, Yeah, whatever. I don't care. I'm fine. I'm gonna go home. They're like, You can't go home. You have to come with us. So I went with them, and then there's, um, I wake up out of sort of a thing. I'm like, where am I? They're like, oh, sweet baby, we're going to sew your face up. And the lady comes in, and she goes, this is really your lucky day. I'm actually studying to be a plastic surgeon, and I have your case. And I got 15 stitches in my eye, and she did such a good job, she gave me an eye lift. 
I got like free plastic surgery from Medi-Cal. I got a Medi-Cal eye lift. It's amazing. And so the bummer is next time I'm drunk, I'm going to have to land on this side of my face so I can like even it out. Or better yet, if I fall on my chest, maybe I can get a Medi-Cal boob job. <laughs> like that would be awesome. So I'm trying not to drink so much. Um, oh yeah, speaking of boob lifts, I want to, uh, if I'm gonna lean into the glass ceiling, you know, like what Cheryl said, uh, I wanna do it uh, with my boobs so I can make some cleavage, you know? So it's like, lean into the, look, I'm over here, treat me equally, yay! Uh, I, there's a way we can make equality now, right now, everybody, and, and I don't know if you understand this or not, but PG-13 movies, we can have equality now. Because right now in a PG-13 movie, if you cover up the genitals, if you cover up the nipples, you can have 180% side boob. And then you can see the butt, but not the whole, right? You can. So what I say for equality is we show some side scrote, right? You know, like imagine with me a Martin Scorsese film and the sun is going down, there's an infinity pool, and you see Nick Cage swimming with his butt above the water. He's swimming toward the steps, and he's coming up the stairs, and his dick is, is uh, above, you can't see it because it's above the stairs, and his ball sack is so long and low that it's deep into the water. And we get to see this beautiful stained glass side scrote for equality, right? Like shaved, shorn, I want, I want to see. I just, for equality, okay. You're not into equality, that's fine. Uh, my clit is so big, I can use a Cheerio as a cock ring. Uh, yay, thanks everybody. I'm in Pam Benjamin, yay. 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 Ooh, we did it. Um, hey, other dude who came in late, you, wanted, you can do two minutes, okay? Okay, ready? I forgot your name already. Go. Yay. Oh, you I don't want to keep anyone. Um, just thought this would be fun. Uh, this is my first time in San Francisco. Um, I've been here like six hours. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I'm learning a lot today. You can tell a lot from people by how they're dressed. Um, if someone's wearing a puffer vest and toe shoes, it means they're in a four-way relationship. They're in a polycule. There was one right there. I'm pretty sure that's the thing, the polycule. Uh, the other thing that you pick on pretty fast is that um, if someone is wearing Carhartt boots, they don't work at a lumber mill. That's news to me. Uh, the only thing they're working is the block. Yeah. Yeah, I'm from LA. Um, I think comedy is a little different in every city, right? Um, in LA, it's a lot harder to get up. Here, it's easier, but I had to make a Facebook for the first time. That was really weird. There was like, yeah, we need like a Facebook to get on. So I was like, okay. And then I signed up for a mic in Presidio and like, yeah, we need your naked pictures to get on. I was like, okay. I've been sending naked pictures all over the place. Is that normal? If you get one from me, that's what I'm doing. That's me covering my bases right now. Um, I have like 60 seconds. Um, I had kind of an embarrassing run-in with um, a comedian in LA. There's a lot of people. There's a Mexican comedian, and he's in a wheelchair. But he's really funny, and I'm a huge fan of him. And we met at a show once. I met him after the show, and I was like, oh my god, I loved you last time I saw you. You're so funny. Um, I just wanted to tell you how much of a fan I am. And he's like, I've never seen you before in my life. 
do you have me confused with the other Mexican guy in a wheelchair? And I did. I did do that. And I was like mortified, obviously. I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I swear to God, I'm, I'm just being racist. It has nothing to do. It has nothing to do with being in a wheelchair. Okay, it has nothing to do with your abilities. It's what you sound like. It's what you look like. What I'm saying is that you guys look alike face up. Yeah, he hasn't talked to me yet. All right, thanks, guys. Let's go home. Uh, Yay! Uh, Keep it going for the comic from L.A. Thanks, everybody, for being here. And uh, we have so many open mics and things to go to. So everybody, get out of here and go have great sets tonight. Yay!
telephone wire. Gamble reevaluate along the dotted line. You'll never recognize yourself on a second line. Doctor, lawyer, beggar man, thief. Billy Joe Remarkable looks on in disbelief. If you want to taste the madness, you'll have to wait in line. You'll probably see someone you know on a second line. Screaming Jay when he's drunk. Well, this stuff will probably kill you. Let's do another line. What do you say you meet me down on a hot second On a solo pop. Well, I bet she's still a virgin, but it's only 25 to 9. You can see a million of them down on a hot second line. Better off in Iowa against your scrambly. And crawling down the boulevard on a barrel broken lane. You'll find that ignorance is bliss every doggone time. You're waiting for the RTD on.